are you struggling with childcare illnesses at the moment? Do you have a round robin of sickness in your house? As both a paediatrician and as a mother, I've seen it all. And all of it means all the snots, all the coughs, the vomits, the diarrhea. It can definitely feel like you're going from one thing to another, especially during winter and seemingly especially this year. Today on Feed, Play, Love, I'm speaking with paediatrician Dr. Deb Levy about if we can avoid daycare or school illnesses. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. It's the heart of winter and kids are sick everywhere. I have colleagues whose babies in daycare have gone from one illness to another. I've seen toddlers being walked to daycare with a stream of snot running down their faces. Yes, it's gross. But what's a working parent to do? Dr. Deb Levy is a paediatrician and mum who I'm guessing has been through this too. Hi, Deb. How are you? Great. Thanks, Siobhan. How are you? Good. Thank you. You're a working mum. Have you had that experience of, you know, ongoing illnesses from kids in daycare or even primary school? Absolutely. Um, And I'm sure so many of your listeners are are going through it right now. It's incredibly common for children when they first start daycare, when they're young, to go through that back-to-back viral illness I guess, saga. I don't know what else to call it because it really is quite awful for both the child and the family. And are there some viruses that are more typical that go around areas where there's lots of children slobbering on toys or or just playing and hugging and all that sort of stuff? Well, the most typical would be what we call your upper respiratory tract infection or your your ERTI viruses. And and there are actually a handful of them. And it's a little bit of an academic diagnosis um, in terms of um, specifying the virus, but things like adenovirus, rhinovirus, um, RSV, which has certainly been going around this winter. Um, And these are all viruses that will cause those snotty noses and coughs in young children. Well, talk to me, I can't believe I'm saying this, talk to me about the snotty nose because it was a topic of heated discussion when my kids were still at daycare that a certain coloured runny nose meant they were contagious and that a different colour meant they weren't. But one thing was certain is that some kids in that first year of life seem like they've always got a runny nose. (laughs) Yes. And if you always keep them home, if they have a runny nose, you'll never send them. Um, Exactly. It's very, very tricky. Um, But in terms of, you know, your first question about the different types of snot, I think it's important just to differentiate really between the two main categories that I'll see. And one is allergies. So we're talking um, allergic rhinitis, also known as hay fever. And the other big group are your infections. If, let's look a little bit deeper into the infections, as I think that's probably a little bit more relevant here. But a snotty nose from an infection can be clear, and it can be thick green and yellow. The actual snot does not, sorry, the appearance of the snot, I should rather say, does not indicate the cause. So in other words, a thick green snot does not mean bacterial infection, does not need antibiotics necessarily. Um, you know, And a clear snot and, and a thick snot are both equally infectious. Right. So delightful. I hope no one's eating lunch. <laughs> um, 
So it can be quite tough then, can't it, if you have a child that seems to have a constantly runny nose and, you know, you've got that problem. Do I take them to daycare? Do I not? And then all the other parents hate you because you take them and they've Mm -hmm. got a runny nose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you always have to pack them up to see a doctor? Look, I, you know, my general rule of thumb is it all depends on the age of your child and um, their general state of health. So any child under the age of six months should always be seen by a doctor with any type of symptom. Um, you know, your older children who are otherwise fit well running around and look their normal selves, you, you certainly don't need to rush them off to a doctor. But if they are displaying any signs of being more unwell, such as being really lethargic, not wanting to eat their food, not wanting to drink especially, very high fevers in there should be seen sooner. But, you know, after you've gone through a few, you'll, you'll soon get the hang of, um, you know, when your child needs to be seen more urgently or not. Is there any way to avoid these illnesses? No, I wish I had a magic, <laughs> magic answer for you. Um, there's certainly ways to limit it, but you cannot avoid it. Um, how do you limit it? Well, Within the child themselves, it's about optimizing their health and well-being, making sure they're eating all the right foods, um, minimal junk foods, lots of, you know, your, your rainbow of fruit and vegetables to give them all those powerful um, phytonutrients which help their bodies. To making sure they get good sleep, that they're not overscheduled and, um, you know, overtired. You may even want to consider supplements for your child. There certainly is some evidence behind things like zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, probiotics, um, but that's a whole conversation within itself. And then the other big thing is obviously hand washing and avoiding anyone who is obviously sick. Hand washing, certainly every day when they get home from school is something that we always used to do in our family. And um, obviously it's difficult to determine if it helped, but thankfully my children were never very sick. And I suppose um, you'll have various levels of success with that in terms of the age of the child. So, of course, you can get them into a habit when they come home, wash their hands, but when they're out and about at school or about to eat, that's when it kind of gets out of your hands, doesn't it? Like, I suppose you can talk to your daycare centre or your school, but really um, when they're small, it's quite difficult to instill those habits, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, But I I do actually think that a lot of daycares do make them wash their hands before they eat. Mm. So that's a good thing. But certainly when it comes to playing, swapping toys there, as I said, there's no avoiding it, which, um, you know, does make it difficult. And you you touched on it earlier, Siobhan, about, you know, when to send your child back to daycare if if they have that snotty nose. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pausing because I do understand the plight of parents who work. Yes. But you shouldn't really be sending them to school, certainly not if they're unwell, certainly not if they've had a fever or any vomiting, diarrhea, et cetera. They should be fever-free and symptom-free for at least 24 to 48 hours. But, you know, that that constant snotty nose, um, you know, I, I would be guided also by the policy at your daycare. Yeah. I mean, there was, I remember listening to the radio the other day and I heard a GP suggest that one of the solutions when your child is you know, just having illness after illness is to actually take them out of daycare for a couple of weeks to give them a break and let them, you know, regain some kind of robust health before they go back into it. But at the time, I just laughed because I thought, if you're sending your child to daycare, chances are it's because you have to work. 
So it's not very realistic to take them out of school for two weeks or, or to take them out of daycare for two weeks. If you do have that option, do you think it's worthwhile? Look, you know, there's a theory that you need exposure to these things in order to um, develop a, a degree of immunity and to strengthen your immune system. So I'm not certain I, I, I agree. I, th- I think that there would be a group of children that I would certainly agree. And that would be the group of children who are becoming, you know, who are having so many illnesses that they're actually, it's actually impacting their growth. You know, and, and what we will typically see with children when they become unwell is they'll go through a period of you know being off their food. They don't really feel like eating. And so their weight may plateau, but then it pops back up again. But you know, in children who are just being hit again and again and again, and that growth isn't picking back up, that would you know that would be a group of children that I may consider suggesting that. And with regards to that argument that uh, the exposure can build immunity, I know it's how long is a piece of string, but can mm-hmm. parents be looking forward to some time in the future where their child? maybe less vulnerable to these kinds of illnesses? Typically speaking, we see a tail off by the time they start school, um, you know, or, or at least within the first few years of school. So that's that's the rule of thumb. I do want to, I do just want to clarify that though, you don't have to be exposed to things in order to strengthen your immune system. It just is that when you are younger, it's your immune system is a little bit more practice. I guess the way, that's the way of looking at it. Well, Deb, I think there is a small ray of hope there for parents, but um, just be kind to yourself, be kind to your kids. Deb, thank you so much for your time today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. That's paediatrician Dr. Deb Levy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way, you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.